you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Jim Steinman's Bat Out of Hell, the musical, is playing for a limited run at New York City Center starting August 1st, featuring Meatloaf's timeless hits like Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, and I'd Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. We still don't know what that is. It's the winner of Best Musical from the London Evening Standard Theater Awards 2017. Tickets are on sale now at batoutofhellmusical.com. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Meet your man, MG Marks Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Graham Barfield, get better, man. He apparently ate something that uh, doesn't That's agree worst, with him. man. <laughs> it didn't agree Have with him. Have you ever had, like, really bad food poisoning? Not really bad, but enough to put me down for I've had day. food poisoning that hurt so bad that literally my ribs were sore from from. Yikes. Barfing so hard. Yeah, no, I never had that. Not fun. No. I hey, don't. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Yeah, it is another podcast. We got some news. We got uh, updates about the fantasy game here at NFL Media, NFL Network, NFL.com. I don't know. What are we calling ourselves? Whatever we are. Uh, the app, the game has gone through some changes. We're going to talk about that. We'll have Michael Koval, the director of fantasy products, stop in and chat with us. And... I mean, of course, we're talking Game of Thrones. It it ended. It's all over. So we're going to recap the final episode uh, with, with a, a thud. Uh, we'll talk about uh, how we all felt about it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Try to pick up the pieces. Also, talk about maybe what is uh, what was the most disappointing TV show finale of all time. But before we get started on that, let's go behind the glass. Talk to our fabulous producer, Senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire Murph. What's up? I was nice to Grand this morning because obviously he's out sick. But I think now what he was doing is because me and him talk up episode five of Game of Thrones so much, he just wanted to bail on this episode let me take the brunt of it. It's not a good move, Graham. Oh, man. Graham's been called out. We have seen through him, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll get his we'll get his takes on it next week. Hopefully, when he's back, because uh, we are also going to do a whole series recap next week. Uh, we'll talk about some of the highs and lows of the whole eight seasons of Game of Thrones. But uh, today, we'll just worry about the final episode. We'll talk about that. Before we get into that, uh, let's do some news. Let's hear the news. Le'Veon Bell says he will do his best whether the Jets like him or not. I mean, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is cool. I guess my question, Fabs, is he's on a team. The offense isn't as good as what he had in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a coach that apparently doesn't like him. I mean, should we be worried about how much he might see the ball this year? They gave him a hell of a lot of money. So they, they gave him a give lot. Him the ball. But, you know, there's rumors last week that you know maybe they could trade him. I know John Clayton said something like that. I don't know, man. The, the Jets are a dumpster fire. Like, I feel bad for people who are Mets and Jets fans. Like my pal Jason <laughs> Smith, by the way, uh, over at Fox Sports. Because their life has to be hell. 
right? You get excited about a lot of the good moves that the Jets made in, a, in the offseason, including Le'Veon Bell. And then they fire McAgnon after he had already gone through the process of free agency and the draft. And now Gase is the GM. He already made a trade, uh, Darren Lee. And now we're hearing reports that Gase wanted Tevin Coleman and not Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I'm not moving Bell in my fantasy rankings, but it's not ideal. It's not, it's not ideal, that's for sure. I mean, you would think that you get a guy like that in the building, you will find a way to integrate him into the offense. But, you know, we also saw that last year, uh, hey, look, and I'm not comparing Kenyon Drake to Le'Veon Bell, but he had a decent running back in Kenyon Drake. He just never used him. I mean, what? I mean, what else he got? He got Elijah McGuire. I mean, like, what, what, do you, what do you got? You know, Ty Montgomery. I mean, there's nothing else. I mean, they didn't have anything in Miami either. Frank, 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 what? How dare you? I mean, look, I love How Frank Gore. You? I love Frank Gore. Frank Gore. I love Frank Gore, but they didn't get, I mean. Frank Gore still got some tread on those 50-year-old tires. I was a little bit sad to see that he's uh, he's hurt right now. I, I, I hope this is not the end for Frank Gore. Mm. But, uh, but I don't know. I Right now, Lev Bell is sort of a, a back end of the first round sort of guy. Uh, I would imagine he's going to stay there, but I was I was in a um, uh, pro football focus had a, a mock draft that we just wrapped up, and uh, I'm pretty sure Bell went fifth. So I mean, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a first round guy. He's a first round guy. I, I, it's it's May. Look, it's May. Who knows? But yeah. uh, you know, Adam Gates is not. He's not doing anything to inspire confidence in us uh, at all. Right? Well, has he ever? Uh, I mean, like honestly, like lately, it's kind of been like uh, not really. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup is making progress in his ACL recovery. That's good news. I feel like he is going to be underdrafted this year. I think people maybe I don't know if people forgot about him or if people are just going to be way overly high on Robert Woods. But I feel like he's going to end up being a really big draft steal in a lot of leagues this year. <sighs> I don't know. In that in that mock, I ended up actually getting him, and I think it was the fifth round. So that's probably where where he's going to end up. I actually moved him down a little bit. Like I had him second behind Robert Woods in the trio of Rams wide receivers ahead of Brandon Cooks. I moved Cooks ahead of him mm -hmm. because you know we're, we're still not sure. Um, the goal is for Cooper Cup to be ready for Week One. Well, you know we all got a lot of goals. Doesn't mean that we're going to meet those goals. So he's going to be moving down slightly. I could see people drafting a guy like Chris Godwin ahead of him, who. I love, but I don't know that he's going to drop too far. I say he's probably on the the sort of the the that that edge of being a two three and a twelve team. Fantasy football calculator right now has him very end of the fourth round mm -hmm. uh, in twelve team leagues. Yep. Um, just ahead of Julian Edelman and Kenny Galladay. Just behind. Literally See, no, one, Edelman. I draft Edelman. One pick behind Robert yeah. Woods. So that's odd. Interesting. That's odd. So you would you take Edelman ahead of Cooper Cup? Yes. Oh, oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Really? Yep. yep. I'm, maybe because, you know, I, PPR, I know, brother. I know every year we say the end is coming for Tom Brady and the Patriots. And like one of these years, we're actually going to be right. So I'm just going to say it again. The end is coming for Tom Brady and the Patriots. And like at some point, even in PPR, like I just because that that right now is like the one thing that is keeping Julian Edelman sort of I won't say afloat fantasy wise, but that definitely enhances his. Uh, attraction in drafts. Yeah. Um, I've got Edelman going off the board in the fourth round in 12-team league. Uh, I mean, fourth, even 10-team league. So last year, I only played 12 games, but was, seven to four catches. PPR nut, and they have no one else. Who was, I mean, look. James White? I mean, give me a wide receiver. James White. They Demarius got Thomas? Nikhil we don't know Harry. what the hell is going on with him. I mean, it's just, but it's also the fact that does Tom Brady throw the ball? How many times did he throw the ball last year? I mean, he threw it a lot. Well, no, I, get, I, 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 I fully expect the Patriots to be running the ball a lot. Right. You know, I mean, 
they, they, they have Sony, they have James White, who's more of a pass catcher. You know, they brought in Damian Harris. They have Rex Burkhead as well. So they're going to run the ball. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't remember if Tom Brady even got drafted. And if he did in that, in that experts league draft, it was like really I late. Can, it was very odd to see Tom Brady's see, name still on the board in like the 12th or 13th round. I can see Tom Brady not getting drafted in a lot of industry leagues this year. Yeah, I can see that totally yep, happening. Yep. He threw the ball 570 times this past season, uh, which, you know, the way things had been going previously was a lot. Um, we'll see if he gets there again. Uh, but, man, that's a lot of throws. And if he doesn't throw it that much, then I don't know. Uh, Chris Carson had, quote, a little work done on his knee. <laughs> Look, man. I hope, it's, I hope it is a little work. I've been it. saying since last season that, that Pete Carroll is going to give Rashad Penny every opportunity to win this starting job. Mm-hmm. And, look. Maybe this just opens the door a little bit of a crack for Rashad Penny. I don't know. It's going to be a committee at at best, I think, there. I just think Rashad Penny is going to – he's going to end up getting a whole lot more work. It's just maybe not enough to be a fantasy star, but enough to wreck Chris Carson's value. I will tell you this. Rashad Penny is a target in best ball leagues. That's for Oh, me. I think so. That's he, He's a good target in best I would absolutely think so. Yeah, because you're not going to have to – Go out and draft him you know, in the first seven, eight rounds. I mean, all the li- more than likely, he's going to be a guy that you can get and, and, and at a good value. Yeah. No, I think so. Best ball. So. Absolutely agree with that. Uh, more running back news in the NFC West. Matt Breida has a slightly wait. torn pectoral wait, muscle. Wait, wait, wait. Matt Breida's hurt? He's going to be probable for no. this week, though. He's still probable. He'll play this week. It's fine. Don't worry no, about it. No, Eddie, that never happens. He'll, he'll, he'll play. It's never. Because that's, that's what he did all last year. He was hurt. Everybody downgrades him. He goes out and he plays and just blows everything up. Yeah. Um, the, Niners are, rant on that. the Niners are already <laughs> the Niners are already having running back issues because Breida's hurt. Uh, I think Jerick McKinnon is a little bit banged up right now. So suddenly Devin Coleman's looking like a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I, like, they're already having issues. And maybe, maybe it's because they keep trying to get these smaller backs in there. I don't know what it is, but mm. it's not a good start for them. Uh, Carson Wentz, full go in OTAs. I know we know how good Wentz can be when he is at his best. We just haven't seen him finish a full season. Yep. Um, where are you drafting him if you are drafting him? I mean, does does the do the injury concerns weigh in? You know, they play a factor when you look at drafting. No, because, him. I mean, what's he going to come off the board? 10th, 11th rounds, maybe 12th round, something like that. That's just the, the quarterback position as a whole. I mean, heck, I saw it. It was very odd in that PFF draft that, that Patrick Mahomes went in the third round. I thought that was kind of crazy, especially with the question marks with Tyreek Hill. But, uh, you know. You've got some great weapons, and they added Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they they added J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. So Wentz has got more weapons in the pass attack than he's ever had in Philadelphia. And we saw him two seasons ago before he went down with the knee injury against the Rams. We saw him. He was a fantasy MVP candidate, and he was, was a league MVP real candidate. MVP, yes. Yeah. So, heck, dude. As And is he going to get drafted as a, as a low one or a high two? Uh, based on where you're going to get him? Heck. I, I would have no problem drafting him at yeah, all. No, I'm looking and and he's played fewer and fewer games each year. He played 16 his rookie year, 13 his second year, 11 last year. No, I get it. There's risk, but I mean, like, if, if you're taking him in the 10th, 11th, 12th round, I mean, it's not a lot of risk. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess because I'm in a situation, I, I tend to not draft two quarterbacks. Yeah, and so if I'm not sure that I want him as my QB one, I, I probably would stay away. But sure. yeah, I, I get people drafting him. And yeah. as long as he's healthy, he's going to be fine. It's just staying healthy. So I'll keep an eye on that and plenty more. It's May. Not a whole lot to talk about. That's pretty much everything you need to know.
was the news. So... This is the off season, so this is the time we like to tweak and update and do new things with our fantasy app and with our fantasy game, and to help us kind of sort out what is new in the game. And uh, you know, maybe as you guys are listening to this, you can follow along on your handy dandy little mobile device. Uh, Michael Koval, director of fantasy product here at uh, NFL or Digital Media. What are we? What are we now? Is that what we are? I think Digital Media. Works. All right, cool. Uh, Mike, thanks for stopping by, man. Good to have you guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see you. So for those of you who don't know, and, and why would you know, uh, we have been working with Michael for, well, I feel like, a couple of years now. It's been a couple of years I've been on the <laughs> He's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> on revamping uh, the app, but the new and improved fantasy app is available. Is it available to the general public now? It is available. So if you go to the iOS app store uh, or the Android app store, either one, you can go check out the new application. All right. Uh, I like it. It's clean. Uh, I mean, I say this as though I wasn't sitting in on some of these meetings and helping you guys come through <laughs> this thing. Uh, but the new look is clean. Uh, I think it's a lot more streamlined. It's got a lot more things in, in uh, one place, easily to get to. And, you know, for our selfish purposes, it also has some content and stuff offering so people can uh, get news and updates. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is new in this thing for people who are just checking it out? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is this is our first initial release uh, that we're starting the year with and really trying to take as much fan input that we got over the past season, uh, how to make the app better. And so I think you're going to end up seeing a lot of new features that are going to be rolling out as the season nears uh, that hopefully makes this the fantasy app, the NFL's fantasy app, the best fantasy platform to play on. Yeah. And uh, so a few things that we know. And I've been pushing for this for a long time. Apologies to Marcus because I know he's not a fan. But uh, we Just are say finally it. Just say it. we are finally PPR. Damn it! And that that's is, the way it should be. That is correct. Uh, so Full point. All of our public uh, leagues and our standard uh, when elite people set up new leagues will begin uh, with default rules being PPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was an adjustment that we saw a lot of our leagues start to switch to that rule. Um, and also, I think it's fun. More points, more players matter. It should make uh, the leagues more interesting. Yeah, I mean, and uh, listen, DFS is PPR. High stakes is PPR. I mean, other platforms out there, big platforms, are, are have already gone yeah. PPR. Um, it, it just it's the new standard at this point. So obviously I'm pleased with that. And I think the other thing too is for people that had played in standard leagues, your rules will stay the same. Like the, right. nothing changed. If you want to keep your standard league, that's still an option. We're just making the default now. And Graham Barfield wrote a great article. I tweeted it out. Graham tweeted it out. So make sure you check that out about what the new uh, scoring system means to you. Although I'm guessing that most people who are I mean, if fantasy you've been playing, have been in PPR. You've probably come across a PPR. <laughs> so a couple of other changes from the uh, a scoring rules perspective is that um, the the default tiebreaker is now points four instead of head to head. That's correct. Which is what it should be because what is the the purpose of playing fantasy football? To score points. No, it's to win by scoring points. It's, it's to win games <laughs> by scoring points. It's to win games. How do you win games? You outscore your opponent with scoring points. Yeah, but if you don't beat your opponent, then you didn't win the game. <laughs> That's a good points. point. <laughs> that's a very good point. I mean, points. teams, that's, that's teams score point. lots of points and don't win games. I think the what we've run into, and, and part of the switch has been a lot of just confusion. I think the head-to-head can be confusing because you don't always have every team has played each other, right. and yep. you run into scenarios that yep. the head-to-head is always not a, yep. a clear understanding mm-hmm. of which team's better. Points kind of takes out the... Um, you know, the misunderstanding or why yep. some teams are ranked it's easier. Over, yeah. And then we also now have a scenario where if you have an offensive skill position player who is a punt returner, kick returner for his team. So, you know, say Antonio Brown uh, runs a kickback for the Raiders for 75 yards uh, and scores a touchdown. 
you get the six points as an Antonio Brown owner. That's right. Oh, and that'll save me a lot of really angry tweets. The Raiders uh, the defense season. and special teams, although who's going to own the Raiders defense and special teams, they would also get the six points. So yardage, no touchdowns. Yes. 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 And uh, yeah, I think that's it, it was, again, to solve a lot of user confusion. I think people expected those points. Um, and again, for people that don't want those points to matter, uh, you can change your rules and, you know, have your league with the rules and settings you want. Well, I think that's the big thing you know, to, I guess, remind people is that yeah. things are still customizable. Here. That's like, exactly we, right. We've sort of changed the default. But if there are things that you prefer that your league prefers, you can still go back and change them. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. And um also, keep in mind, guys, you know, you're going to download the new app. There are a lot of updates coming. Yes. There are a lot of updates. We're not going to get into what the features of these updates are. Marcus and I know them. And uh, there, there's a couple in particular. Much, that like, win- much like winter updates are coming. Yes. Oh, that's it, very it, good. Some, <laughs> very timely as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, they are kick-ass. I can't say anything because Koval will, will give me a, a backhand. <laughs> but, I mean, there's one in particular. Just... Dude, just it's awesome. Yeah, if you're, if you're a football head, if you love fan, you're gonna love it. The entire team's you're really excited, really, really excited to get fan feedback. And I think just as you know, users start using the app, downloading, please reach out to us on you know the NFL Fantasy mm-hmm. Twitter handle. Give us your feedback. Uh, we are looking to constantly make improvements, take new ideas, and really implement yeah. those features into the app. Yeah. And so, so our mock drafts. They're open now. Mock drafts are now open. Um, So get in there. You can try the, uh, you know, you can try, you can actually test out the new app, see what it is like uh, Mm -hmm. and, and get, you know, practicing for the season. And then do we have a a date in terms of when people can actually draft? Well, it'll be somewhere around mid June. So we can expect a date to start drafting around mid June. Okay, cool. So there it is. Anything Uh, else you got for us? App wise, product wise. No, I mean I think just reiterating, like we're we've made some changes this off season. I think we're really excited. The team is really excited about those changes. Uh, Marcus and Fabs have provided some of the ideas that made this way into the app, so uh, they're the ones to blame. Blame. No, but really, really excited to get every you know our users' feedback and really try to make sure that we have a, a great experience for the fans playing on our platform. Cool. Yeah. And, and I, I think this was. This was big for us because, listen, I ain't going to sugarcoat stuff. A couple of years ago, our app was crap, right? It not, just was not, not good. Um, I, I had problems with it. You had problems with it. A lot of people had problems with it. It has good points. Uh, but I'm telling you guys, the, and I get it, you know, part of the, the fun of fantasy football is playing on an app that's uh, that's creative, that is, is full of content, that works correctly, yep. that has a lot of options and a lot of features. And what we didn't do a couple of years ago, we're doing now. Check it out. You're going to love it. There are features that no one else has. Nobody. Nobody out there that we have on this app coming out. And you're going to want to see it. And uh, I promise you it's going to be worth it. But uh, shout out to Mike, you and your whole team. Because you yes, have, yes. You have really worked your asses yes. off for the last couple of years. Casey Gullickson. I mean, like, uh, there's a lot more guys than I can mention. Maybe. And, and, and Koval. And we love him here. This, he's a fantasy player. He roots for the Packers. So all the Bears fans out there can you know, give a little <laughs> right. crap on social media if you want to. But uh, awesome work. Awesome work. Oh. We can't wait for, for the app to be out uh, in its entirety. Yeah. 
It, really appreciate it. It's going to be awesome. it, guys. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, since you're here, yes, you are a Game of Thrones fan. Yes. Huge Game of Thrones fan. So that just leads us right into. Like, so, we, let's yeah. let's do this. So a lot of people actually just fast forwarded right to this. point. I know because <laughs> apparently we've been told we are one of the better Game of Thrones podcasts out Similar there. Similar to how the Game of Thrones fast forwarded through the entire <laughs> season, <laughs> they're going to fast forward to this point. So, all right, here we go. Week six. The Iron Throne, it is the series finale of Game of Thrones. We finally learned, or at least we thought we were going to learn, who was going to sit on the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. In the end, no one sits on the Iron yes, Throne. Yes, Danny got close. She touched it. She didn't even have to actually sit on it, right? This was her life's dream, and she touched it, but never actually got to sit on the Iron Throne. Well, was it strange that like maybe the, 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 the most, uh, I guess the most pressing, the... Uh, the most impactful social commentary in that whole episode came from a dragon. What about how the the pursuit of the throne corrupted and ended up? Right, the dragon basically said, "Hey, humans, you guys are idiots. <laughs> okay, everyone who goes after this throne turns nuts or dies or kills a lot of people. Guess what? I'm gonna burn this thing to the ground." Dragon was right. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he was. Oh, no, he was. He absolutely he was, was. He was. But I feel like you it know? wasn't like yeah. Here, here's my problem. I had a lot of problems with this. So, and Eddie, jump in because you're the guy here with us. You, know, you guys jump in. So the first, like, what did you say, 35 minutes or so? I liked it. I'm in. I'm digging it. No? Well, you for the like most it. part. For the most part. Okay. I felt like, and maybe because it was just so inevitable, like Daenerys' death just didn't have the emotional impact I wanted it to, right? Completely and agree. Because we all, I guess we all knew it was coming. We all sort of knew how it was going to happen. And, and a lot of people made this point, too. How is it that she's just wandering around the throne room by herself? Like, no security, yeah. nothing like that. Nobody. Right. Really, well, yeah. I mean, she basically wiped everybody out. I, I mean, guess. I mean, you know. That, not seeing the fallout of Jon Snow actually killing her either was brutal. Like, I needed something, not just so, for him to show up in right. a cell and, like, <laughs> did no, no, he give, stu- turn himself stu- in. Something, please. So, when he was kissing her, if you look at his face, he looked like someone who was kissing his aunt and knew it. He did not want to be kissing her. He definitely right? knew it. He definitely right? knew it. And and so then like you kind of hear like the the sound of the you know the the blade going in and then you're like, "Oh, damn." Like me and my girlfriend are like, "Well, he killed her." And we're like, "Okay. Yeah. I I, I mean, yeah. I don't know that it made the impact, you know, to your yeah, point." Yeah, it's just that, like, but, uh, but I mean, okay. Okay. It was, like, it was like watching the Patriots win another Super Bowl. Oh. You're like, yeah, yeah, fine. And then the dragon comes in, <laughs> and, and you think he's going to maybe kill John, but he's a Targaryen, so the dragon somehow instinctively knows you don't mess with the Targaryens. They're your people. Uh, and then he burns the throne. I loved it. I said, yes. And then where they went after that was the dumbest. It was just awful. It was awful. It was like Jerry Seinfeld and his three pals being in a prison cell at the end of the finale of Sign, what the hell's going on? I mean, listen, even Aaron Rodgers, who was in, I don't even know, I, we still don't know exactly, don't know like where, what exactly character he, he was, was or where he was. Aaron Rodgers poo pooed this finale. <laughs> Were you satisfied with the ending of Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love the show, and, I, and it was a great 10 years, but, uh, but no. I mean, you come down to the end, and Tyrion says the person with the best story is Bran. <laughs> Who, by the way, three episodes ago said he wasn't Bran Stark anymore. No, John had a better story. Danny had a better story. Arya had a better story. Sansa had a better story. Tyrion had a better story. Varys had a better story. Bronn 
a lot better story. Jamie, better story. Xerxes, probably better stories. Any Baratheon, better story. <laughs> Did he really throw a Rinley Baratheon? Is it any Baratheon? That's when it's like really bad, right? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's my th- here's my last theory about it. If Bran, the three-eyed raven, who who's you know all about the health of the realm, let's think about what he did. He basically wanted the throne the whole time because he's the one that told the Starks, knowing that Sansa would tell Tyrion, knowing that Tyrion would talk to Varys, knowing they'd scheme for Danny's death, knowing that would piss her off, which led her to be the Mad Queen. So he the entire time kind of set this whole thing up, and then he goes, oh yeah, I don't, I don't want to be king. Oh, but why did I travel all this way to be here? No. Look, <laughs> I, I love the opportunity to be in the show, which... Most people probably don't think I was, but I was there. I love the show, but uh, you know the writers are also doing Star Wars, so I think they might have been a little busy this last. Ugh, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> yeah, these guys are going to do Star Wars now, Eddie. They're going to root Star Wars so, for us. Aaron Rodgers weighing in. Yeah, uh, and you're right. We still don't know. Like everybody put up the gif of the guy getting flamed. But that we wasn't that him. Was him. We yeah, was first, him. Then there was the thought that he was like a guard or somewhere. I an Googled archer. it. I googled it because uh, we were talking about it off air before, and I found. It, it's like a split second scene. He was like supposed to be help. It was a scene where Arya was running and he was helping a woman, and then he kind of like ditches the woman and just like runs away. But where but you do, you, do you have video it. of it? There, if you Google it, there's a couple of websites that like did a deep dive and actually found it because he gave an interview, I think, to like Extra, and you could like match up what he was wearing with that. Um, I could send you guys the links. It's very, yeah. it's, but you could barely see him. Yeah, he, send it to us. But he he was uh, indeed there. Him sure. calling out the dude that got burnt on fire. Like that's the other part of the clip that that saying that the guy that got lit on fire. That was everyone thought was him mm-hmm. was very unathletic. Was yeah. an absolutely, <laughs> and no reason that it's clearly not him. Uh, okay, so Brand the Broken. I know Fabs, you didn't like it. Eddie, you were you were okay with I. With yeah, Brand. I think Brand makes sense. I just didn't like. And, and by, by the way, all the points you guys brought up before, I totally agree with. It was kind of corny with the the like the dragon realizing stuff. Like the dragon is supposed to be smart, but really how smart? I think there were some there were some issues, but. I do think like brand makes sense to be king, uh, but the way they got there, I think, was kind of yeah. messy. It, yeah, and totally. There messy. are ways they could have tweaked it. Like I would have, um, you know, my biggest issue is that John. The story is about John. Ultimately, is the song of ice and fire. John's ice and fire, and it's like, okay, see you later, dude. Just go to the forest up north where nothing is going on anymore, and no one seems to know the importance of him. The whole, the major part of this story was R plus L equals J, and now that's useless. So I thought that the best way to fix John and Brand at the same time was for them to be in, in as silly as it was for a prisoner in Tyrion who was told to shut up then decides the fate yes! of the realm. I did think that was sort of weird. Right, if there was a right. better, but if he's going to do that anyway, it's like, well, then how about he says, like, John should be the, the, the king, like, he, he's shown all these things, and then John comes out and says, I really don't want to be it, but my brother should be it, or my half-brother, whatever he is to, uh, now, because he's not a, a true Stark. Let Bran be the, the king of the Six Kingdoms. That makes people feel a little bit better about Bran, because he's being appointed by John. And then John says, he decides himself, I'm just going to go north with Tormund and Ghost and hang out with the Free Folk. And then I'm, I feel a little bit better about both. The problem is, with John going north, it seemed like he was super upset, like he did not right. want to be there, and he was miserable going up north, and it was like the only chance to get him to live. And I'm like, the whole... He saved... He he was really, he fulfilled the prophecy and he saved everyone and no one cares. And then now it's just like this, uh, I don't know, kind of strange. I have a strange feeling after I'm not super upset, not super but happy. The, I'm so, like in the middle. But, but so like ultimately the fate of Jon Snow is determined by Grey Worm. Grey Worm. 
That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, if, what which, the hell is Grow cares totally about Grey Worm? I did sort of I did sort of wonder like why is Grey Worm taking all this authority now that right. Daenerys is dead? Like wait, who 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 put you in charge all of a sudden? I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was just dumb and then the whole thing with like the council there, that was dumb. If you told me a decade ago a character named Grey Worm who's supposed to be like a like a non-speaking character who's just a member of the Unsullied army is a really big factor in the finale of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was stupid, <laughs> man. I'm not sure if I would have watched. I, I honestly would have <laughs> felt better if the moment, you know, if here's my here's my fantasy, my, my fan fiction rewrite of that, right? John kills Daenerys, Grey Worm comes into the throne room, sees what happens, and then just like snaps and kills John. Mm-hmm. That to me would have been more acceptable yeah. than kind of the way it played yeah, out. Yeah, that's bittersweet, yeah. Um, that's what it's supposed to be. Like George always wanted a bittersweet ending. Uh, I think that's a good way to end it too. And so I think, uh, so here's, here's my one problem. So when I first watched it, on first watch, I was just kind of like, eh. And then what I, you know, sleeping on it and the next day thinking about it, what I think frustrated me is that Game of Thrones has never been a happily ever after show. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so many people kind of got a happily ever after, right? Like Tyrion gets to be, you know, leader of the small council again. Yep. Uh, Bronn comes in as master of coin, which doesn't seem Right, exactly. Doesn't really fit yeah, his yeah. personality, but yeah. whatever. You know, I mean, I was glad Sansa kind of got a good ending. Although, by the way, one okay, one. I'm glad that they laughed at Sam's idea of democracy because if it really turned into Election <laughs> of Thrones, I was going to be really upset. So I'm glad they laughed his 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 democracy idea out of the building. But also. When they go around, everybody's like, aye, aye. And then Sansa's like, mm, yeah, you know what? We're going to back out. I was like waiting for somebody else to be like, wait, wait, we can do that? Like, yeah, no, you know, like, I don't want to be in there either. Which, which is a bad plot point, too, because Dorne's been trying to be free for like ever. But like, so, right, so, so like, the Winterfell wants to go back to being what they were. Right, I've been like, hey, wait, wait, I didn't, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Like, wait, I want to I vote again. <laughs> you know? That didn't, yeah, that, that was another thing, too. I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, well, Winterfell, they can back out, but everybody else. That, that now it's just, you know, six kingdoms. I think right. they followed the whole bittersweet ending and, and with the Starks. This, it, this story is ultimately only about really it's the about Starks. It's about the Stark kids. But the bittersweet part of this, they have they kind of have a happy ending in the fact that they're the ones that survive, but they're all separated. So, like, uh, Arya's going west to, to her wolf's direwolf's name was Nymeria. Nymeria in the show is known for being the biggest traveler, and so she's, like, following in the footsteps of that. So she's going west of Westeros. And then you have mm. John, who's now king of beyond the broken wall or king of the north so he's uh, king of nothing king basically of, uh, up right no- I north mean- of north and then Sansa's queen of uh, of the actual north and then you have bran who's you know now the king in king's landing so they're all in a good spot but they're not with they're not the stark children are not together in winterfell as one they're all kind of like broken apart so i think yeah. that's like the bittersweet aspect of of that which i think they got i just again i'm okay with each one it's just like there are little tiny things they could have changed to make it more believable and make it our the regular and, fans yeah. more accepted and then like Tyrion, basically you know as a punishment sending john to the night's watch they don't need a night's watch anymore right then the army of the dead's gone the wall's been destroyed there's, there's no and purpose then he for says, a night's yeah. watch. You can't have children. If I was John, I'd be like, like hell, I can't. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, like, I, and, and who is Tyrion? I, I think, like, I don't know. I, just, I also it think soured me. I also think thing. that was sort of the implication, though, of the very end with John going north of the Wall with Tormund and the rest of the Free Folk. Just the, this idea that, like, sure, you told me I got to go to Castle Black, but who's up here to really challenge right. me? Yeah. You know, like who's gonna who's yeah. gonna make me stay here? So he kind of just go and live his life, and you know, I mean, too bad Egret is is no longer with us. They they did kind of uh, hint at like the whole that conversation he had with Tyrion about like we'll see in ten years, or, like about like uh, like how Bran's doing and stuff like that. They will see each other, and I guess it, it might be a possibility of John being able to do what he wants. Like they kind of did hint at that, but they didn't do a great job of being like, so you're going north, and this is what you have to do now. It's just like. 
like you said, what is there up there to do? It would have been, I mean, some people have said this, if they showed like a, a white Walker resurgence and that like, it starts all over again, that's one thing. But I don't, I don't like, I don't get what the purpose is of him being there because there is no more threat and the free folk are now you know, kind of united with the North. So there's no mm-hmm. threat on either front. Um, it, it was, it was kind of messy. Like they, the, the, the very, important de- little details that they used to be really good at in the earlier seasons they kind of just gave up on in the last two seasons yeah. or so uh, see i would have rather them not actually had anyone end up on the iron throne you know which like, really and then, i mean and then we can kind of no. then we could kind of figure for ourselves almost like the sopranos ending the like what happened i mean it's, it's the I mean, wheelchair they, the yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they elected a guy who brought his own chair so it's fine <laughs> I, it's, I, don't, <laughs> I would just uh, no, i don't know i was bummed out about that i mean i i do think okay so hypothetically right is Bran, will Bran be a good king? Because I don't know that he's necessarily a good king because he's very passive about everything, right? Like things happen and he's like, I have to go now and then he wargs away to somewhere. Like, right. like in the moment, like I need you to make a decision. I can't have you just flying I away. love that he bailed on the first council meeting. It was basically <laughs> like right back to Joffrey. Joffrey would show up, just bail right, right. away and yeah. Yeah. Tywin would send him away. It was just, yeah. Yeah, really it just, it was like, I don't know. I'll give Bran a pass because all the, the, the previous kings that we've seen, and even the ones before the story, they're all, it's all, there's always violence going on. And that was the big thing with John was to send John away. So the Unsullied and the Dothraki don't kill him. And then it's another war where Sansa now has to defend her brother. And it's a whole mess. So like Bran, Bran's purpose is to just keep peace everywhere. So I think he will be good because he has the ability to go back in time and see what went wrong. And he has the ability to go forward in time and see what's going wrong. He has the ability now to, uses ravens and kind of know what's going on in this region and that region. So I think in terms of that, Bran makes a lot of sense. Plus, like, again, he's a Stark. It's one of the, the probably the most powerful family, maybe besides the Targaryens in history. And he has like the lineage thing where he had his father was great and his his uh, grandfather and uncles are all great rulers and, and people. So I think he they're trying to they didn't do a good job of this to show that he would be good. But I think you're supposed to kind of assume that he will be a great leader. Right. I'd rather have seen. John on the throne, uh, even if it's begrudgingly, yeah. because er- he was the one man that everyone believed in. Right? Yeah, you know that would have been bittersweet he, too. He, I mean, because he would have been. And then you make it. you make you make Bran, you know, the the master of whisperers. Who better? Halfway through the right? episode, by the way, halfway through the episode, I actually wanted Jon Snow to die. I did. Like literally, but like at what point turn that? Like once you find out he was going to the night watch, and you're like, I, you just want him to die. I or, thought he, no, it was early, well, early on, right? Like here it is. You just seen your. Crazy pants, girlfriend slash aunt, burned down a whole city, right? You've seen it with your own eyes. And then you heard her make this, like, just crazy pants speech about how we're going to liberate the rest of the world, right? And, like, you've seen this happen. And Tyrion's like, bro, you got to do something. And he's like, she's my queen. I'm like, come on, dude. Come on. You got to let it go, right? And, I mean, he finally, like, did his due diligence or whatever, but it's like, Come on, bro. Like you yeah. can't really still be holding on to like the this is this is my queen. Thing. You just can't. <laughs> and it just it just made me angry. Like I'm like, you know what? If you if you get burnt, if you get Dracarist, like I'm not gonna feel bad for you at all. Yeah. I was strictly in the camp that John was not going going to die at all. And then watching the beginning of that episode when John was still like when he had that conversation with Tyrion saying that I I'm I'm with her, like she's my queen, I'm like, oh man, he's really not gonna realize what what she's doing. And mm. then they were setting up they had those couple shots of Arya like looking up at where Daenerys was and like where John was standing behind her and Tyrion earlier on in the episode and I'm thinking like she probably has one more kill left in her. Yeah. And I'm like thinking like, wow, if John stands by her and 
like it, it, maybe she's gonna have to take them like take them both out and make it right. some kind of crazy like inner family murder thing and then Sansa just becomes named she'll come down later on in the episode because of Varys wrote the letters and Sansa's named queen and then there's the wheel's really not broken the, the Iron Throne still stands mm-hmm. and then like you know Drogon just flies back to Valyria or wherever the dragons are gonna hang out and then that's that's how it ends and I thought that, that really would have been a possibility and then obviously he you know he stabs her and then fulfills the prophecy which like they kind of uh, throughout the books was a thing so he he really is the the prophet and it fulfilled it and then he's just but he didn't want to become king he wanted to just become he's just prince like the prince that was promised and it, it did live up to that did you did you also notice and i mentioned it last week the parallel to star wars so danny is anakin skywalker and john snow is amadella and when uh, so john goes role reversal thing when john goes into the the throne room, right, where the Iron Throne is sitting, he's trying to convince her not to go in the path that she's looking to go, yeah. which is the same thing that Am- uh, that, that Amidala did uh, to uh, Anakin. And ultimately, she couldn't change his mind, and whatever happened, happened. And ultimately, John couldn't change Danny's mind, and in this case, you know, he ended up, he ended up killing her. So, and then we have the two writers from Game of Thrones who are going to be... Uh, writing or whatever one of the new star wars movies yep. so it always comes back to star wars marcus so, it always comes back to star wars how many cycles will this uh you know council of elites electing a king will last before well that's the part that's like when i was like it just takes the next person that can have kids right and they're like no my kid is staying on the throne especially if you have like the biggest army if you like you, you amass yeah, an exactly army right. my kid's on the throne like now what come get me exactly it's crazy I mean, ultimately like the story progresses in our minds or whatever they, they may or may not do. I know that, you know, the, the books are, are still being written or will come out. Two more, yeah. Right. Ultimately, human beings end up destroying each other. I mean, like, that's kind of what it is. So ultimately, at some point in the future, someone's going to want that throne that, that Bran holds, and that's going to end up leading to war, and it'll happen all over again. So you're never really going to have peace because human beings are what human that's, beings that's are. That's very similar. That's like a Sopranos type betting, though, where like where it cuts to black, and you're because David Chase's whole point is well, in that moment, it doesn't matter if Tony lives or dies because eventually his life is pretty much a hell, and it, it, it probably will happen. It's like Game of Thrones ends at that moment. It's like where Bran's in charge, and he has Tyrion helping yeah. out, and Bronn, and the whole council's there, and everything's cool and peaceful. But there might be a time where Dorne's like, yeah, you know what? We want to rule the seven kings and have our family. Mm-hmm. Like, that definitely could happen. Yep. So, speaking of the Sopranos and Game of Thrones, obviously the, the consensus is that this was not a great finale. So it did make me think, what is the most disappointing TV show finale? And this, this can be our poll for the week. You know, we did a, a social poll last week, which, by the way, what did, did we get the yeah, results on? I have it right here in front of us. So do you guys have a guess of which one won? It was the, so, so the, the poll is... I'm going to uh, guess it wasn't Satan because that was more of like a stretch funnier kind of funnier, option. Yeah. So it was through the greatest heel turn in history and it was uh, uh, option one, Daenerys Targaryen, option two, Anakin Skywalker, uh, option three, Hulk Hogan joining uh, NWO, and then the fourth one is Satan. What do you, what do you think? I'm going go to go with Hulk Hogan just because that seemed to be the, the responses I, I actually got that, in my Mentioned. That would be the one that I would also guess. Hulk Hogan was the uh, overwhelming victor. It was wow. 40, 42%. Uh, number <laughs> two was Anakin actually edged out Daenerys uh, 27% wow. to 22%. And then uh, Satan got a 9%. So <laughs> wow. that was our poll. We had over 1,000 votes. So, nice. Yeah. Okay, so this week, the most disappointing TV show finale, Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, Seinfeld, or Dexter? Yeah. For me, Dexter was stupid. I was 
awful. I'm so glad. Actually, I actually tapped out the season before. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I think? I watched Dexter. I, I watched Dexter. It got really bad the final season. So and I, I didn't watch it, but then I like everyone freaked out about it, so then I had to look into it to see what actually happened. Awful. I weirdly like what? Sopranos and Seinfeld. So I'm fine Sopranos with Sopranos I didn't mind because any TV show that ends with Journey is fine with me because yeah. I love Journey. The, the Seinfeld <laughs> one, I mean, yeah, it was dumb, but Dexter was Dexter's really the worst. Dexter's really the worst. Yeah. Game horrible. of Thrones, I think, is the takes the number two spot of that. And the other one, uh, I, Sopranos and Seinfeld, I, I'm fine with. So. The one the one thing that, that made me, in retrospect, feel better about The Sopranos, I remember a, a good friend and I were talking about it, and he made the point. He's like, you know, what if the show... Think about it. The show was just meant to depict a period of Tony Soprano's life, right? Like, we started the show. We didn't start the show at the beginning of Tony Soprano's life. We came in. Right. He was already Tony Soprano. He was already, you know, in the mob. He was already seeing a therapist. Like, we didn't start at the very beginning. Why should we finish it at the very end? It was just, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I feel kind of better about I totally it now. <laughs> I don't get why people need to have the finite ending of seeing him either die or seeing him live there. Because like then you can, when are you going to ever end it? And, and that's a great point. And I think, that being said, though, I think whenever a, creator, a creator of a show has to come out and, and explain why it ended the way it did, you probably don't want that. But I do get why people were angry at the time. That, and that was like in a pre like internet time was, too. I, could you imagine? I know. Could you imagine the Sopranos finale with Twitter? And like, oh, I know. It'd be a lot of what the hell is that? Uh, like <laughs> TV, my TV cut up. I remember people back home standing like my TV cut up. I remember the first time. Like, the first time I saw that, I'm like, wait, wh what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So there, we'll put that on Twitter. You guys can vote about it. Uh, most disappointing TV show finale. If there's another one. Uh, that isn't in our, our four here. Feel free to you know hit us up. In, I'm in sure that. What about Lost too? Right? Mm, it's another one. So I never say. watched. I, you know what? I, I never watched it either. I wanted to catch up. My sister watched it, and I started to want to catch up. But then it just seemed like a show that like people had a love hate relationship yeah. with. And I'm I like, watched I don't need it that. to a point, and it lost me. Didn't that? And I quit. Wasn't that a but casualty of the? Thank you. You want the, <laughs> <of> the <laughs> Wasn't that a casualty of the writer strike? Isn't that what happened? Yes, that I think, show? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The writer strike. I think it. Uh, it, it crippled a lot of really great shows. It crippled that show. It crippled Community. Mm. Uh, it hurt a lot of really good shows. The writer strike. One uh, one quick note here. That's back to uh, NFL and fantasy football. Uh, Ian Rappaport tweets out that Commissioner Roger Goodell says that Tyreek Hill uh, is uh, currently um, in a court proceeding. And quote: "We will not interfere with that. The priority here is the young child." Uh, end quote. The NFL will speak with Hill as soon as possible. So we still don't have so very much clarity, but there is a court proceeding um, and uh, hopefully we'll find out sooner than later what the actual final um, decision is going to be with him. I, I've, I did that PFF uh, draft, as I mentioned earlier. And I don't know that I think he was still available in the seventh or eighth round. Yeah, I think um, so. So. Even, even people in the in the fantasy football uh, world are not expecting him to be. The uncertainty playing. is is really yep. just kind of hanging over. Him yes. Right now, so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, hey Mike, thanks for stepping uh, sitting in with. Yeah, us. bud. Again, thank you guys. Really Good appreciate job, you having me. Totally. Fun. Totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go if you haven't already. Download the brand new NFL fantasy app on both uh, Apple, iPhone, uh, Android, all that stuff. Uh, check it out. Uh, give us your feedback. Let us know what you like, what uh, what you what you'd like to see changed, and uh, we are we're working on it. But we we love it. We think it's great. We think it's uh, definitely a, a breath of fresh air. So uh, hopefully you guys love it uh, as much as we do. So there you go. That's it. We're done. We appreciate you as always downloading and listening. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate review and remember, it's okay if people disagree with you. you can't force someone to be right. We'll see you next week. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.